What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Tillman's Corner Sports Talk. I want to take a second to thank everybody for listening, whatever time you do listen, either tomorrow or wherever you get the best chance. We want to appreciate everybody for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our page. If you think we're doing a good job, give us a five-star. think we're doing a bad job, give us a four-star. We'll still take a four-star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll take a four-star. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're trying to get more involved in that. We're putting out polls on Instagram probably three to four times a week, trying to get your thoughts on different things. I know a lot of what we're going to talk about today, we put on Instagram to get people's thoughts about, and we're going to we're going to share that. So our Instagram is, what is it, TC Sports? Yeah, you can find TC Sports Talk, Tillman's Corner Sports Talk. Um, just look us up. It's more easy to find. Yeah, like I said, we're going to try to put out our topics and stuff because we want people to get more involved. We've had a couple of people actually, you know, get ask for some guests that we're trying to work on yeah. and some topics that we can hit on that we're going to try to hit on today. And – we had a little back and forth on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Yeah, follow you'll us on find, Twitter. You'll see all this stuff. Tim's Corner Sports Talk. Steven, I want you to tee me up. All right, so I can't even remember who put it out. Um, ESPN. It was ESPN? Yeah. ESPN put out their – I think it was Madden. It was their Madden – Madden ratings. QB Madden ratings for this upcoming season. And I'm trying to find my list. I don't even think I have my list. Um, I got it right here. Read off that list that ESPN put out. ESPN put out, these are the matting ratings. So, Tom Brady led off the list with a 97 rating. Aaron Rodgers was second with 96. Patrick Mahomes is three with 95. Josh Allen was 92. He was four. Joe Burrow, 90 was, let's see what he was. I think he was a 90. Yeah. Number five. Dak Prescott, number six. Justin Herbert, seven. Russell Wilson, eight. Lamar Jackson, nine. Matthew Stafford, ten. So, pretty much. I saw this. I retweeted it, basically saying, you know, this is ridiculous. No way Dak Prescott should be number six. I don't even think he's top ten. And I said, it's, you know, and I don't like that. Tom Brady's number one over Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Josh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen, yeah. So, the guy Donnie, Donnie comment, never met Donnie before. He comments and says, you know, why is this ridiculous? And gives me all these stats about how Tom Brady led the league in this and that. We had a good going back and forth. We went back and forth about four or five times. And yeah. pretty much, I think we were saying the same thing. Is You know, Donnie was really looking at stats as far as I'm – I don't have to look at stats to know that you're not the best quarterback or you are the best quarterback because stats can be deceiving. So, yeah. he, he threw the ball more than hardly anybody, Tom Brady. Well, he did yeah. throw the ball. He threw the ball 50 more times than anybody. Plus, it depends. So, Aaron Rodgers, he may not have good enough stats, but he won the MVP. Yeah. But because his team was winning, so they were running the ball more than Tom Brady, who all they do is throw the ball. Dude's throwing the ball 50 times a game. So yeah. stats can be misleading, and that's kind of what I was trying to get yeah. at. And there's so many different aspects into a, a football team, especially playing quarterback, because you got to look at the offense as a whole. Like I know he mentioned Matt Ryan had led the league in, um, in 2020, I think it was, led the league in passing attempts. Yeah. So why didn't he lead the league in touchdowns, yards, and all that? But it's also like – also, look at his offensive line. Look at his weapons that he has around him. So, Bucks and Falcons are two completely different. His team was just rated today three points higher than any other team in the NFL. Yeah. They were rated 92. Yeah. So, they're a very good team. Uh, but, anyway, I, 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 you can continue. I want to say real fast, thank you, Donnie, for keeping it, um, uh, you know, tame. There's It was a good back and forth. That's a good thing about sports. You can just kind of go back and forth. We can have difference of opinion. But, you know. Nobody's cussing nobody out and yelling at anybody. It was a nice, friendly back and forth, and we really do appreciate it. Hope you're listening, Donnie. 
Thank you for giving us your list. And he actually he gave us his list of who he thinks top five quarterbacks are next year. And he, Heath, you have that list. Yeah, he. Uh, I told him to give me top five, and we'll give you a shout out at the top of the show. So here you go, Donnie. He had Tom Brady number one, Aaron Rodgers two, Josh Allen at three, Patrick Mahomes four. He had Justin Herbert at five. He said he knows Burrow was in the Super Bowl, but he just thinks Herbert's talent is otherworldly. So, really good list right there. Yeah. I think it boils down to he's a big Tom Brady fan. Yeah, And we, I didn't, I didn't agree really with the list ESPN put out, not because of – I didn't agree with – I didn't agree with Dak Prescott being six. I didn't agree with um, uh, Russell Wilson. I thought Russell Wilson should have been a little higher. I know they didn't have a great season last season, but it's like – the Seahawks were also, as a team as a whole, not very good. Yeah. But overall, yeah, I ain't mad at your list, Donnie. I probably wouldn't have Brady won, but I don't – I mean, I don't know, you know. I'm not saying it's terrible. No, no, it was a good list, and it was fun to have a little back and forth. But we don't have a local shout-out this week. So if you haven't, we've we've done a lot of local local interviews lately. We had one with the Bakers, Javen Williams, Christian, Christopher Sargent. Southern Miss, we have one with Sam Ladner from West Georgia last week. If you haven't listened to those, go listen to them. Really good episodes. Yeah, and we are reaching out to more. You know, one guy reached out to us and asked us to try to get Jalen Tolbert, who's a receiver for the Cowboys now. He went to uh, – well, he went to UAB, but then came transferred to South Alabama. But he also went to high school at – was it McGill? I think it was McGill Tulane. Yeah. So, we have reached out to Jalen, and we've had, we have reached out some up to some other guys – um, they were just trying to we're waiting for a response. I'm sure they're pretty busy and get a lot of messages, so we'll see. Yeah, with the season coming up, they're really busy. But let's just get right into it. We got two hot topics, and our first hot topic: Bryce Young wins the Male Athlete of the Year in college, over all college sports for the males. Yep. At the ESPYS, Stephen, what do we think about this? We're big Alabama fans. We love it. We love it. I, I mean, you is know, it deserving? I'm not going to lie, I didn't, I'm not big on award shows watching other than the Heisman. Well, not even the Heisman. I don't watch the Heisman until like the last few minutes where they announce it. Um, so I didn't even watch the award show. So I, I can't make up that I know who he was up against. So I don't even know who he was up against, to be honest. I don't know either. I don't really know how you can compare sports, like how you can just say, well, yeah. this guy's the male athlete of the year because yeah. football, basketball, baseball, Hockey, what I mean, lacrosse, whatever, soccer, whatever. all these are college yeah. sports. So how can you say one yeah. sport? I don't know. So I mean, I'm happy for Bryce. It's a it's a good accomplishment. Really happy for him. Yeah. I know Smith. I think Smitty won it. So nothing back to back years. Pretty cool. Really happy. And our second hot topic. Very very sad news. If you're an Alabama fan or just a fan of football in general, you know you know this guy John Mechie came out yesterday. He was diagnosed with Leukemia. Yeah, APL. It said he put out a statement. Um, receiver at Alabama, drafted by the Texans, saying that he was recently diagnosed with APL, which is a form of leukemia. Um, fortunately, it's the most curable form of leukemia. Um, he says, I'm currently receiving great medical care. I'm in good spirits, and I expect to make a recovery at a later point in time. Obviously, he's not going to play this season. His main focus, you know, is his health and recovery, as it should be. Um, as sports fans, obviously, we hate to see him, hate that we're not going to see him on the field because we love that, but it is just a game, and, and he needs to take care of himself um, before before he moves forward with his with his career. So, you know, shout out to him. Best of luck to him. Prayers, 
with him and the doctors that are going to be treating him. Um, expect to see him make a full recovery and pretty excited to see his career once he comes back to the field. Yeah, like you said, prayers up to him, man. Hopefully he gets well. There is more important things in life than football. So he's got a family just like everybody else. So, you know, prayers up to him. But we're going to roll into our first hot topic. I mean, our first topic of the night. We got two topics. Our second one's really, really good. This first one's really good. So we're going to talk SEC Media Days. It happened last week. And we're going to lead off with Clark Lee. A lot of you probably don't know who that is. He's the head coach of Vandy, Vanderbilt University. That is an SEC school. He had some insane comments, Stephen. <laughs> I tried to find the sound bite so we could play it. Um, I couldn't find the exact bite, but pretty much he he says so. This is Vanderbilt, obviously. You if you know you might not even know they're in the SEC because they're never relevant. Um, and it's in football, so he's a football coach. Said that they he believes that one day Vandy will have the best football program in the entire country. And, <laughs> you know, I'm all for a coach having confidence. I mean, you know, you're not going to get up on the platform and say, well, boys, we suck. We're never going to be any good. And we're just trash and we're not, you know, don't expect us to win any games. Obviously, he's not going to say that. But you also have to be a little realistic. Um, I mean, they haven't won an SEC game in two, I think it's two years. It's been a long time. And it's not like, you know, Tennessee's had some down years. You know, some other SEC teams have had some down years. But it's, it's like if, if if Tennessee's head coach got up there and said, we believe we'll be the best program in the country one day, I wouldn't think that's crazy, you know. Even though they've had bad seasons lately the past several years, I don't think that's crazy because it's Tennessee. They've, they've been at the top, you know. They've been one of the top teams before. Um, so I don't think that's nuts. Vandy, I just – I don't – I kind of laugh and, and was like – it was one of those, oh, bless your heart type of moments. I was like, oh, man, I wonder if he really believes that um, or if he's just saying this. Well, I mean, what did you think when you heard it? I, I laughed. I mean, honestly, I think he had to say it. Well, he didn't have to say it, but he said it. He said what he said. He's trying to get confidence to his guys. And, and I got a stat here. It's pretty accurate. I don't, listen, I looked it up, so if it's wrong, don't shoot me. I don't know if this is right, but I see, I'm looking at something that says since 1959. 1959, everybody. You can do the math how many years that is. Vanderbilt has posted only four winning seasons. 1974, 1975, 1982, and 2008. 63 years. 63 years they've had four winning seasons. Now, we're going to do some more research and give you a, if that's an absolute, but I just looked on the internet real quick, and that's pretty – if that's true, that's astonishing, honestly. And you're not going to become a powerhouse. Like You're good at baseball. Stick to what you know. You're in academic yeah. school. Okay at basketball. Yeah, okay at basketball. I feel sorry for the guy. Hopefully he lasts three years. I mean, the last coach to have a winning season was James, James Franklin. I don't even think he had a winning season. I think he went six and six. I think he won like four had, SEC I, games, but I think they still went like six and six. I think he had one winning season. Well, maybe. I think. but So that's, you know – Good, good for his confidence. <laughs> if he really believes that, you know, you, like I said, you can't go into a job thinking that you're not going to do anything. But I mean, 
It's probably not ever going to happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen. And our next kind of point in the SEC media days, Saban was a real hot topic, and he's been asked about retirement recently. He got asked a question, and here's his response. I love my job. I love it. I love the relationships with the players. I love the competition. Uh, I love, you know, the preparation for, you know, the games. And um, I, I just love it, you know. And I wish you all would ask all the other coaches that come up here because they tell the recruits I'm going to retire. Yeah, I was going to say, everybody's getting nervous right now. When you said you loved you it, I'm ask like, oh. them how they know I'm going to retire. When all we'll I think them. about, all I think about is, what am I going to do if I retire? Because <laughs> I, I love what I'm doing right now. So how am I going to be happy? I'll be too not much trash to take you. <laughs> so that was Saban responding to the question. You're like, when's he going to retire and stuff? And he basically says he loves what he's doing. He don't see himself retiring anytime soon. And he basically blasts some of these other coaches saying they're telling these high school recruits that, you know, don't go to Bama because Saban could retire at any moment. Yeah, and, and obviously we want him to keep coaching, but – I don't think – I mean, he looks – what is he, 70? He's old. He's old. <laughs> He's in his 70s, I know that. But he doesn't – I mean, he looks in great shape. He moves around good. You know, some of these coaches, when they get older, they kind of have to have – you know, they just move slow. They just – I mean, he looks to be in great shape. Still has – the. I mean, he'll still have them sideline rants, and he'll still go off on people and – he doesn't look like he's slowing down anytime soon. And like I mean, like he said, I think he just loves the competition, loves the young men, loves just everything about it. So it's like, I mean, what is he gonna do? Retire and then just go sit around and do nothing? Yeah, I don't I don't know what he's gonna do. He's kind of one of them guys. I can see him like a Joe Paterno. Man, Joe Paterno was so old, he couldn't even come on the field. Yeah, his last several games, he was like in the press box. I, I think they just they just kept him on just because it was him. Like, I don't even think he had a clue what was going on. He was just sitting in the press box just watching like he was a normal fan. But Saban is such a guy of excellence, and he, that's just everything he does he wants to be excellent at. So, I do think if he starts to slip mentally and starts losing, I, I do think he'll retire. But, you know, that was a crazy. And then another topic, another point we're going to get to that's really been a hot topic is that all the coaches were hitting on was NIL. And we talk about it all the time. It got brought up a lot. It really did. A lot of these coaches – are not happy with it. There's no struck. Well, I won't say they're not happy with it. They don't mind that the payers, players are getting paid. It's just that there's no structure to it. I just saw today, so we talked about the reason Nick Saban is the GOAT in Alabama is so great is because they adjust. Even if he doesn't want to do something, he's going to be like, okay, we're going to do this better than anybody. I just saw Alabama's, I don't know if it's inside their stadium or where at, so there's a new, like a merchandise store, but it's like NIL. I didn't get to read everything on it. It's like NIL related. So like from what my understanding, if you go in the store and you buy something with somebody's jersey in that store, it's obviously the funds are going to go to the player. To the player. From what I saw, it was like an NIL apparel store. I mean, they got jerseys, hats, and all that stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, I mean, I wouldn't expect anything less from them. I mean, it wouldn't be surprised me if it was Saban's idea. But, uh, no, it's all the coaches brought up, like you said, nobody has a problem with the players getting rewarded for their play and everything. But it's got to be some some structure and 
regulation of it. Yeah, like Kirby Smart, he had some comments. He just, they just won the national championship. His biggest concern with it was he said that these freshmen coming in are making more money than the guys that have been there a while, and these guys are getting paid to come in. Lane Kiffin made the comment, had a good point. He said, so what's to say this booster goes out and gives this kid $2 million, but Lane Kiffin, the coach, didn't even want him. Now, is he obligated to play? Is Lane Kiffin got to play him because yeah. he's making $2 million? So it, there's just no structure. you got to have – in anything with money like that being thrown around – there's got to be structure. Yeah, I don't think a, a booster is going to be very happy with paying a, a player a lot of money, and they don't hardly play at all. Don't start. And and it, and it goes back to your point. Kirby said, you know, these guys coming in making more money. These are still. I mean, I mean, I'm 28, and if if somebody came into my job brand new and was like right out the gate started making more money than me, it kind of bothered me. Um, the heck, and it's not. It's not. These kids haven't proven anything. That's, no. And that's that's the thing. So, which I mean, you can say the same in Alabama also because Bryce Young never started a down, and he was already getting nil. Right? Yeah. I, d- I mean, I didn't think that. Now he like, won the Heisman, so so he made up for that. Yeah. Listen, Will Anderson, he <laughs> he made some comments at SC Media Days. They asked him last year about nil, and he said he wasn't getting into it. But they asked him again at SC Media Days. He said, "Hey, he's driving a. I think he said a Lambo or a Ferrari." Yeah, he's got – I think it was a Ferrari. Ferrari he's got yeah. some NIL So, deals. he's got some good NIL but, deals. I mean, it's just going to – there's just no way, no matter how close your team is, I don't believe that you could have, like, some guys making more than others. Like, there's going to be some starters making more than others. There's going to be some animosity. I just don't feel like there's not going – it's not going to happen. Um, I don't know. They're going to have to deal with all that. Money causes pro- a lot of problems, you know. So, we'll kind of – we'll see how that – how that plays out. Yeah, and rolling into our last topic and our second topic of the night, we're going to be going over Alabama, Auburn, and LSU's football schedule and kind of giving you what we think our over and under for win totals are and maybe some trap games they got coming. And this is going to be a fun thing leading up because I think we got six weeks to the to the kickoff of college football. We're really excited. I know this is something me and Steven wanted to do. And Yeah, I think we'll, we'll probably spend more time on Auburn and LSU than we will Alabama, I think going over their schedules um, just because I think both of us have the same opinion on Alabama's season. Yeah, we might, yeah. I, yeah, let's just talk about it. So, so let's just go right to it. Let's start with Alabama. So Alabama, real, really fast. Yeah, just run on their schedule. Utah State, Texas, Louisiana, Monroe, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Texas A&M, Tennessee, Mississippi State, LSU, Ole Miss, Austin, P, P, Pay? PV. PV. What is the V? Oh, pay, oh, pay. pay, yeah, oh, wow. Auburn, right, and then Auburn. So that's their that's all their games. Uh, I I mean, we'll go over trap games in a, in a minute, but I think I think they win all their regular season games. Just, I mean, they have Bryce coming back, Jameer Gibbs, the players they have on offense, and then the defense is going to be ridiculous. So I think they win all their games next this upcoming season. So we put out we put out an Instagram poll about this one in uh. We had – how many games do you think Alabama's going to win? We had – what was, was – it was 13 or more, so that would mean going undefeated. Or not, you don't have to go undefeated, but going to the SC Championship and winning a playoff game, you would have yeah. 13 or more. And then we had 12 or 11, and then we had 10 and under. And 12 – most people picked Alabama to win 12 to 11 games. Yeah. I think it was, I, I picked 13 or more. I picked 13 or more as well. But I said that to say this. Like I said, people, we're, we're, we're trying to give you all your credit. Y'all picked 12 to 11 – the reason I think I think just talking regular season, I think Alabama's going eleven and one. 
I think they lose a game this year. And hear me out before, you know, the reason I say that, I got two games. I think Texas is going to be sneaky hard, but I think we're going to beat Texas. And then I got two games that I think Alabama will struggle and they'll lose one of them. That being Tennessee or Ole Miss. And the reason I say that, look, Tennessee, their defense is terrible. They got to obviously get better. And I'm just saying this before I even see them play. And Ole Miss, I think, is going to be good. The reason I say Tennessee is because we play Tennessee after we face Texas A&M. Texas A&M is going to have so much focus. We're going to focus so hard on Texas A&M that it's going to be a dogfight. They've been wanting to get back at them for embarrassing them last year. So they're going to be so focused. I think they could have a letdown against Tennessee and lose that one. Or Ole Miss, who I think Ole Miss is the more likely one. Every year after LSU, we have a letdown. And we don't always lose. We don't lose after we play LSU. But we normally don't play a team – as high caliber as Ole Miss, I think, is going to be. So, I think we lose one of them, too. And that kind of is our next question about the trap games for Alabama. I think we lose one of those, too. So, my tra- I, you mentioned Texas. I actually have several trap games just because, you know, it's Alabama. Everybody's always trying to play their best game versus Alabama. I mean, last year, Texas A&M, Zach Calzada, not a good quarterback. Was not a good quarterback last year. Had the game of his life. Oh, yeah. So, it's like games like that happen versus Alabama. I mean, I think Texas, you mentioned, could be a trap game. It's at Texas. Um, I don't think the time is that big of a deal. Everybody's making a big deal about the time. I don't you know, I don't know if it really matters that much when, when both teams are playing that early. But, but um, yeah. I, I, I think – I hope this team doesn't come in thinking, you know, oh, Texas – or Texas, excuse me, only won like four games last year, five games. It's going to be an easy win, and they get in there – I mean, you know, still see Steve Sarkeesian, one of the best offensive minds in college football. Great he, offensive talent. He knows how Alabama likes to run defense, which Alabama knows how he likes to run offense. But I, f- I think maybe it's easier for our offensive coordinator if you know how the other team likes to run defense than the other way around. So, I mean, I, I think it I think it could be a struggle. That would be, be a trap game. Uh, I actually think Arkansas the week before Texas A&M that there's so much hype leading up to Texas A&M, Alabama might could be looking – ahead to that game, and it's, it's at Arkansas. So, uh, Arkansas gave them a run for their money last year. A&M, I don't, I don't, I'm don't, i not going to call that a trap game. Uh, Tennessee could be hard, but then you mentioned, you know, Ole Miss. Ole Miss could be, it's at Ole Miss. Um, I think there's still questions at the quarterback position for Ole Miss, but it's Lane Kiffin. He's going to have them ready. He's going to have some stuff dialed up. So, hopefully they can, they can keep their head on straight and, and then the Iron Bowl. The Iron Bowl is always hard. Last year, yeah. they had us down ten nothing. I think going into the fourth, and it yeah. was a you know multi overtime overtime game, crazy game. And Auburn was not good last year. No, I mean they struggled to get to a bowl game. So anything can happen in the Iron Bowl. It's same with the LSU. Anything can happen against LSU. But yeah, that's really that's that's our breakdown for the Alabama. And so we ha- so we both have. I have thir- eleven and one. But so over the whole season, which over, over under twelve wins over, the whole season. Over. Okay, so I'm over two as well. So we're both yeah. over on again. That's the whole season. That's just this regular season. That's whether it's SEC championship playoffs, bowl game, whatever. So we have over. We got over 12. for Alabama next. Let's uh, let's do LSU next. LSU. I'll All go right. over their schedule. You may go over their schedule real quick. Yeah, go ahead, hit it. So LSU, they start off with Florida State, and they got Southern University, Mississippi State. New Mexico, Auburn, Tennessee, Florida, 
Ole Miss, Alabama, let's see, Alabama, Arkansas, UAB, and then they end the season with Texas A&M. LSU, I am actually pretty high on LSU this year. And I, a lot of people are very low on LSU. We put the poll out. I said, you think LSU is going to have 12 to 11 wins, 10 to 9, 8 to 7, or 6 and below? I think most people said, most people eight, said eight, 8 to 7. Most people said 8 to 7, yeah. It was uh, 60% of the people that voted at LSU at 8 or 7 wins on the season. 60%, that's that's a lot. So we'll that's what we'll set our over-under at is 8. I like LSU a lot. I think Brian Kelly comes – LSU's got a ton of talent. I like Boutte. He's probably a top two receiver in the country with that Ohio State kid. Yeah. And then you got Miles Brennan, who would be the quarterback, or Jaden Daniels. So I like LSU a lot. Brian Kelly's good. I think LSU's going to start the season off one, two, three, four, five. I think they're going to start the season off five and zero. Oh. I think they're going to beat Auburn. I think they're going to lose to Tennessee. Put them at five and one. I got them beating Florida, losing to Ole Miss and Alabama, and then winning out. I got. I got LSU nine and three. I have them actually. So I have them like you winning the first five games, but then the next stretch of five games: Tennessee, Florida, Ole Miss, Alabama, Arkansas. I have them going four and five. Now I don't know who they're going to lose to or who they're going to beat in that. They they could beat. I mean, it's at Arkansas. I think Arkansas is going to beat them. I think Ole Miss is going to beat them. I say they either beat Tennessee or Florida. I just I'm not sure, but I think they go four and five in that stretch. Or not excuse me, excuse me. One and five in that stretch. I so think they you lose. Got it, you got them being six and five going so to I have UAB. Them, I have them being six and five beating wow. UAB, um, seven and five, and then losing at Texas A&M for the last game of the season. So I have them at seven and six on the season. And you could, you, I mean, you could be right. We're just making projections. We haven't seen these teams. Listen, we're we could obviously Not seven and six. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Seven and five. Seven, seven and five. five. Yeah. You, we could obviously be totally wrong, and then when we, when we actually see them play pretty much everybody's first or second game in the season, we'll have a good, better idea of these teams. But I'm just going off LSU and their talent, and I think Brian Kelly actually is a really good coach. So, I don't know. All I know is what their backups did against Alabama last year. Yeah. They almost beat us. Um, and that and was that, with Eddie O as coach. Yeah, and that's the, I haven't seen anything, so I don't know, which I mean – I haven't seen anything out of Florida. So, you know, Tennessee, you know, they were high-powered offense last year. Arkansas, you know what they're going to be. Um, most of the teams, you know what they're going to be that LSU is going to play. Uh, just, I mean, LSU might run the table. Who knows? Yeah, they may. So, but, over, under, eight. I got over, eight. I got nine and three. You got seven and five. I have under. So, seven and five. Yeah. Okay. I have seven and five. So, uh Shoot it. Hey, message us. You know, if you don't, if you hate our list, love our list, message us on Instagram. Hit us up on Twitter. We'll have a friendly back and forth again with you. Um, so let's move on to Auburn. I got their schedule pulled up. You got it pulled up? Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll give that real quick. Auburn starts the year off with Mercer, Mercer University, if anybody's heard of them. San Jose State. Then they go to, they got Penn State. I think they got Penn State at home. They got Missouri, LSU, then Georgia, then Ole Miss, then Arkansas, then Mississippi State, then Texas A&M, then Western Kentucky, and then they end it in the Iron Bowl. So, going over the schedule, I'll let you go first since I went first with LSU. All right. Um, let me look real quick. I can't. 
you don't know about Auburn because we don't know. I mean, they just lost. They don't even have enough players to make their scholarship limit. That's how depleted they were. They they became this offseason. And it was even worse is the fact that you would think with how many players they lost, whether it's in the portal, graduating, draft, whatever, that they would be able to sign some big name and get a lot of players in the portal. They really didn't make a splash in the portal at all. Zach Zach Calzada. When Zach Calzada is your biggest – I was going to say free agent, but I might as well have – that's basically what it is. When Zach Calzada is your biggest transfer portal addition, especially on offense – then it's not it's not very good. Now he beat Bama last year, but like we said, game of his life. I think he was sleepwalking and just throwing up prayers most of the game, uh, and, and it worked out for him. But obviously they're going to beat Mercer, going to beat San Jose State. I have them losing to Penn State. So was that two and one? I have them beating Missouri three and one, losing to LSU three two, losing to Georgia obviously three three, losing to Ole Miss. Losing to Arkansas, which is 3-5. Losing to Texas A&M, which is 3-6. Beating Western Kentucky, 4-6. and six, And losing to Alabama, 4-7. and seven. Seven. No, 4-8. and eight. Wait, did they play? No, it's 12 games. What did you say about Mississippi State? You skipped Mississippi State. Did I skip Mississippi State? I'm sorry. I have I have them beating Mississippi State. So 5-7. and seven. So 5-7. and seven. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, Auburn fans are gonna love you, dude. I honestly think they're the most that they'll win is seven games this season. The most, so that's a two game spin of me having them five and seven. I think the most they win is seven, seven games. Look, I'm gonna give Auburn some love here. I'm not gonna be a hater like Stan. Hate I'm man, just it's kidding. realistic. I'm, just kidding. I'm gonna be realistic too. So I'm gonna say they got two. They're gonna start the year off two and zero, beating Mercer, beating San Jose State. I'm going to give them beating Penn State because going to Auburn, Jordan Hare, very hard to do. I'm going to say they beat Penn State. I'm going to say they beat Missouri. So they're going to start the year off to me 4-0. The hype train is going to be going, baby. You're going to think that Gus Bus is back 4-0, and then they're going to have, <laughs> and then they're going back. They're going into an absolute gauntlet. Low attire on the Gus Bus. Dude, they are going into not Carson a good spot. Bus. They're going to play LSU. Get beat. That's four and one. Lose to Georgia, lose to Ole Miss. I'm going to say they beat Arkansas, so that's five, five and three. three. They're going to lose to State, five and four. Five and four. Lose to A&M, five, five and five. Beat West Kentucky. I got them six and six. They're going to lose to Bama, and they're going to beat West Kentucky. So, Stephen had five and seven. I got six and we're six. Not far, we're not far off. We're not far off, and obviously – and they're at Mississippi State. I mean, yeah. I can see Mississippi State beating them. I think again. the games that are going to make their season is Auburn and LSU is a huge game. And then Arkansas and Mississippi State. If they can beat Mississippi State and Arkansas, they're going to get bowl eligible. If they can beat one of those three, they can beat the LSU, Arkansas, Mississippi State, or Ole Miss. They I mean, got, they're they going to be two of those teams. I think they're only they're only going to be favored in three games, maybe four. So they're going to be favored Mercer, San Jose State. Missouri, so that's three. And West Kentucky. And West Kentucky, that's four. So they might four. they might be favored against Mississippi State, depending on where they how the season looks by the time they get to that game. So possibly. Possibly. So not even half your games you're gonna be the underdog. I just don't I mean, who knows? They they lost so much. I mean, on Instagram, people fifty eight percent said Auburn is gonna have eight or seven wins. 
this season. I was one of the ones that voted six. That right behind it is forty two percent at six or fewer. Um, I, I voted. Just, I voted eight and seven, but I'm not gonna lie. I may have lied. So let's just do this. Let's do over under six wins. You got under. I have under six wins. I just I got over six. I know I just did their schedule six and six, but it's Auburn. Every time you think there's no way they end up doing something and going like eleven and two, I think they'll have a good defense. I mean, they'll have a good Tank Bigsby. Is, Tank Bigsby's a beast. He's he's one of the best running backs in the SEC. I mean, one of the best in the country. I think um, great running back. I just wonder if people are gonna like if the quarterback is garbage, are they just gonna like stack the box and be like? You have to be this throwing the ball. So I mean they have they haven't even named a starting quarterback yet, have they? Which isn't a big deal. I mean Alabama's done that plenty of times. Nobody they haven't named a quarterback until the yeah. first I game. I think it's gonna be Cozada. Um He just he didn't if you watched him at Texas AM last year as a whole, all, on all the games that he started, he was not good. I mean he just he, he, I he wasn't say he and, wasn't good. He was just very very average. He was very average. Yeah, very average. So, and that doesn't win in the SEC. Very average. No, I mean, and Jimbo Fisher's known as a quarterback guru, yeah. quarterback guy. You know. Oh, we didn't mention. Sorry, this way off topic. That uh, you know, uh, Fisher did mention at SEC media days that oh, him and Saban did work it out. You know, they got through their little their little uh, lover spat. They're back to being friends again. I guess is what he made it sound like. Yeah, they got over themselves. They, I think they both realized they were kind of being childish, a little immature, and yeah. they kind of got over it. But, I mean, that's pretty much it. We uh, we did those three, and uh, I think next week we may hit on Georgia, Texas A&M, and we'll think of another one. Yeah. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do this we're leading up to, to the get, season. Yeah, we're going to try to do the most of them, and we may have a guest coming up soon. Oh, Luke Fincher was supposed to join us. A guy, Luke Fincher, was supposed to join us. He's getting married, had to work late tonight. So, shout out to him. Got to make that money. Best of luck at your wedding Saturday. But we appreciate everybody listening. Let us know what you think about our over and under. Let us know yours. Let us know any topics you got. Don't forget to follow us on social media. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify or Apple Music. Subscribe. Email us. Email us your questions, your topics. And we appreciate everybody listening. See you.